Welcome to Mental Health Success Stories with John Troutman. Here we provide a space for authentic conversations about real-world mental health challenges. We discuss mental health solutions with national industry leaders. We aim to reduce stigma and increase awareness around mental health issues. We will inspire you to take action and improve your own mental health. We will share and promote realistic mental health solutions that anyone can implement. This podcast is provided to you for information purposes only to encourage a broad public understanding of various mental health topics. The podcast may represent the views and opinions of the author, host, and or guests, and not necessarily the views and opinions of Pyramid Healthcare. Information contained in this podcast should not be relied upon as medical advice or as a substitute for medical advice. This podcast does not establish any doctor-patient relationship and is not a substitute for individual clinical judgment. If you need medical advice or you are experiencing a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. And now here is our host of Mental Health Success Stories, John Troutman. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's show. And I am totally excited about our guest today. Uh, I can't tell you how much I've been looking forward to this episode. I know you're going to have a great experience as well. Um, I am so blessed to have met this individual several years ago, and he has helped me in business and life in so many ways. I have to do a formal introduction here. He may not like it, but uh, we're good enough friends. I think he'll get over it. I got the, the brand here representing my good friend because he is the founder and owner of Baltimore, Maryland-based Voluntary Disruption, a division of Silverman Benefits Group. He's also considered one of the most recognized authorities and disruptive forces and enhanced employee-funded benefits. And he is widely known as a subject matter expert with more than 22 years of employee benefits, sales, marketing, management, and recruiting experience. He's often sought after and interviewed by various journalists from multiple industry publications, and there is a very long list. He's also frequently hired to deliver keynotes and to speak on various expert panels as national industry-wide and carrier conferences every year. He has received Voluntary Advisor of the Year Award by Employee Benefit Advisor Magazine. It's one of the highest industry-wide honors given to only one advisor. He is also a contributing author of the Amazon best-selling Employee Benefits book, Breaking Through the Status Quo. He is also the host of nationally recognized podcast, Rock Stars Rocking, which can be found anywhere you consume and download podcasts. He is a strategic partner of mine and also a very good friend, Mr. Eric Silverman. Eric, thanks for joining us, man. What up, what up? How we doing, Rockstar? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. And I need to throw this out there as well. Nobody in business has helped me with introductions, with marketing, with strategy, with insights like you have since I met you over three years ago out in Las Vegas. And I am so grateful for you and will do whatever I can to support you and any way, shape or form. You're not just very successful. You're also a great human being and you are setting the bar and people over everything, my friend. So glad to have you here today. 
Oh man, <laughs> I don't know what to say after all that. Good lord, uh, dude! It's it's our it's our anniversary. Happy anniversary! It was yeah. July of 2019 uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, they always say whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Not this relationship. We're proud, man. Uh, we met each other in Vegas uh, from our good friend uh, Ryan Miller, the one, the only RJM. Um, thank you, Ryan. Uh, Got to give a good a uh, quick plug to our boy. Um, but yeah, man, three years. Happy anniversary, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. And for many people listening, I mean, there could be a rare person out there who may not know who Eric Silverman is or what's, what's going on in your universe with business. So professionally, if you don't mind, brother, just give us a snapshot of what's going on with you right now in business. Oh man, business is is growing. We're we're looking to hire at least one, maybe two, even three more people. Uh, we're recording this uh, in uh, July of 2022. So uh, you know, uh, I know you're learning, but podcasts are evergreen. So anybody listening to this in 2029, hi there, blast from the past. But uh, as of July of 2022, man, we're we're rocking and rolling, and and we're excited. And I just want to continue helping. Uh, my client business partners, broker, advisor, uh, consultant partners, and, uh, and their dedicated employer groups, uh, our mutual clients. And then, of course, the end user. People, uh, in my opinion, forget sometimes. I don't think they forget, but I still use the word forget that we're all doing this for the employees, the human beings, the people over everything, uh, uh, people, for lack of a better term. The reality is these are the true consumers of healthcare that we're trying to put together incredible plans for and benefits and, and options. Uh, and we want to make sure they understand how to use them. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of steps along the sales journey for both you and I and many people listening. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the employee, the bottom line. That's all that matters. That's excellent. Again, this is going to be going out in the fourth quarter. And most of my connections are benefit advisors. And what are some ways that you professionally are coming alongside them in business? So what I found years ago, you know, look, I'm a, for those that don't know me, um, uh, I'm a recovering, a proud recovering carrier rep. Um, you know, I spent the bulk part of my career, uh, 14 plus years in the carrier world, um, independent, had my own office, my own payroll. I signed my own lease. No, nobody paid me. I've never been a W2 employee. Uh, but at the same token, um, I was more captive than I would have liked. And, and don't cry me a river. I did very well. Uh, no hard feelings uh, for me. I mean, I did great. I made a lot of money, uh, helped a lot of people, made a lot of mistakes. I promise you, uh, we can get into any of those you want. But the reality is um, when I left that world, uh, gosh, uh, going on eight years now, um, I wanted to be completely agnostic. And I saw a need in the market where uh, advisors, brokers, consultants uh, that typically specialize in and focus 100% of their efforts or try to focus all their efforts on medical and health insurance, I found that they don't know much about my side of the industry, the employee-funded side of the industry, vis-a-vis uh, -vis what the industry, the status quo industry calls voluntary, what I call enhanced benefits, because I think the word voluntary is, is nonsense, to be blunt. Uh, everything on li in life is voluntary. It's voluntary for me to come on this show. It's voluntary for you to have the show. It's voluntary for me to go to the grocery store. It's voluntary for me to get health insurance, voluntary for me to buy voluntary benefits. So I just think it's a dumb name to be blunt. I've preached about this from the hilltops for years. And um, what I do is I, I truly enhance, that's the term, enhance benefits. I enhance 
the benefit offerings that brokers and advisors and consultants bring to their employer group clients to round out their benefit package. So um, everything from employee funded accident and critical illness and hospital to employer funded um, group disability life dental vision, and all the, the, the various uh, non-insurance programs, such as bringing you in as an example. MNS EAP uh, is not insurance, but yet we bring you into our groups. Uh, we've had an incredible experience, so I thank you for that, my friend. Uh, all the way down to student loan help and ID theft to pet insurance and pet benefits. I mean, dude, the list goes on and on and on. I promise you for any um, high-performing uh, health advisor, broker, consultant you have on the show, if you ask them when they started in the business, was their goal to be an expert on accident plans and pet coverage, they're going to laugh and tell you, heck no. Uh, so that's where I fall in because they admittedly will tell me all the time that they're not experts in that side of the industry. They would much prefer to outsource it to a, a subject matter expert like myself. Um, and then we just truly partner and, and help the employer group and help the employees win. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And what a great overview there. Again, you can really tell your expertise in marketing. I really appreciate the detail. Uh, many people who follow you or see you on LinkedIn or even get a chance to talk to you. I mean, you're passionate about your family. You're passionate about your kids. Um, there was a time I know uh, you were. Uh, and my Orioles. Don't forget my and Orioles. Your Orioles. And your Orioles. Oh, so, so we're wanna... recording this and we're 500 right now. We, we are literally 46 and 46. And the first game after the break is today. Anyway, sorry. I and get a little past. And the rumor mill is I've got to buy the World Series tickets when it's Phil's O's, right? So yes, yes, you're you're <laughs> buying. Um, that would be an amazing uh, uh, day for all of us. That would be an amazing bill. Yes, I would love it. I would welcome it. Personally, I mean, for people to get to understand and get to know Eric on a personal level, what are some things that that are going on in your world? What are some things you're passionate about uh, from a personal standpoint? Uh, you know, when I'm not um, working and, and building the business, both sides of my business, I have two sides of my business. I only talked about one thus far. Um, uh, it's it's family, man. It's uh, it's friends. It's it's uh, it's hanging out and and enjoying life. You know, I really, truly enjoy taking my kids to uh, softball, baseball, soccer, taekwondo practices and all this stuff. Like um, I get uh, I get pumped when I'm watching them uh, practice and get better. Um, there are days they don't want to do it. I promise there are days when I'm busy and I don't really want to do it, but I'm, but once I'm there and once, excuse me, once I'm in the moment, I realized it was the best thing ever. And that I'm so glad I stepped away from the business because the reality, dude, it can't all be business, you know, same thing with, with kids. Like, you know, I love my kids, but can't all be kids either. I've got to have time with my wife, uh, to work on our relationship. So, um, you know, just a few weeks ago, uh, we had grandma babysit the kids and my wife and I jetted off to, uh, to Vegas where I was hired to speak at the ease conference, um, uh, the platform ease. And, uh, I knew I wasn't there to network. I was there to speak for one hour and then it was going to be pool and restaurants and shopping and walking around Vegas and enjoying ourselves together for three days. So, um, little things like that are not so little in my opinion, they're important. They're vital actually. Yeah, and I know you're you're very passionate about mental health, and you've shared some stories with me, and we're gonna you know make that transition here. But your wife is also involved, you know, with her line of work, right? Isn't she involved in the mental health world? Yeah, my wife um, uh, got her master's degree in uh, clinical social work. She's a was it LCSW 
something. There's another letter after that. I should know it. She's not going to watch this, so don't uh, tell her. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, she's a psychotherapist, private practice. She owns and runs her own firm. And gosh, man, you know, when my uh, timing wise, uh, when 2020 started, um, the she was just literally uh, going back full time. Uh, my my son or our son was getting ready to be full time in school. And she was like, all right, I'm back to full time. I'm excited. I want a full caseload of patients. Boy, was she in for a surprise. She didn't know what she was about to get into. And she was busy prior to the pandemic, but she's never been busier. And, you know, to be blunt and honest, she'll she'll complain about being so busy. And of course, me being me, I'll say, well, well, geez, you know, you take on patients, so you don't have to take on so many patients. And she cares. She can't help herself. And that's a good thing. And it's also a bad thing because she's going to, I say it too, she's going to drive herself crazy. Like she's sitting there listening to people's challenges and problems all day long as a mental health worker because they need her whether, and most of it's in person, some of it's virtual, but the reality is um, I constantly have to remind her to take a break herself uh, that that can wait or that, you know, is that crisis really a crisis? And a lot, most times she'll say, no, it's not. They're just complaining and I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker to help and I'll text them back at all hours and whatever. Like that's just her nature and personality. And I have to remind her that, you know, God forbid they ever want to um, go down a really dark road, i.e. Mm -hmm. uh, her patient. And I'm not going to explain further. We all can probably figure out what that means right. in many capacity. That's different. That's a true emergency. I got it. But if it's just, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're having a challenge or if it's a teenager fighting with mom, it can wait. Like you got to put yourself and your family first, otherwise you're going to burn out. So no, she, and she appreciates it because I think we can all agree that oftentimes when we're in a business, it's hard to work on ourselves. I use the mm -hmm. example of, you know, in high school, I, I, I worked at a gas station and uh, a service shop and the mechanics had the shittiest cars, excuse my language. They literally, they were always breaking down and it was insane. And I remember asking uh, Kenny, uh, we used to call him Bubba uh, and God bless Bubba. He passed away many years ago, but I said to Bubba all the time, I was like, Bubba, your car is like, and I'm, you know, I'm a teenager. So I like messing with the old guy. I'm like, your car is like the worst car here. You're the best mechanic, but your car always breaks down. And he says, Bubba. And he's got a Coors Light in his hand. He go at the end of the day, he's like, um, when I get home, the last thing I want to do is work on my own car. And I get it. And the same thing can be said to a hairstylist or anybody else. You know, often it's more about the customer, the client, the patient than it is yourself. But I think you and I agree, particularly you from the mental health capacity. Uh, my wife would say, you got to make time for yourself. In that case, hmm. you got, you know, if, if Bubba can't get to work every day, how's he going to help anybody? You have to help yourself first. Yeah, that's excellent. So uh, you... Uh, more than than most get it because you have that spouse that's dedicated to that and she's passionate about making an impact not just making an income and that's that's great but you get that that raw sense of what's really going on out there um, I like that you should coin that impact uh over uh income impact over income there People we go for well, everything well, impact over income you need a shirt that says impact over income we'll do that another gold nugget from my brother here i'm going to patent that before somebody else in our audience does when it gets released it. this fall <laughs> excellent mental health challenges i mean a lot of times people think they've got to be given some fancy name or some uh, designation that they've got a mental health condition for them to get the help that they need and that isn't always the case right and and you even alluded to that with some of the conditions or some of the clients your wife has 
but for all of us, taking care of ourselves, no one's exempt from challenges and those challenges do and can impact our mental health. So I'm going to really roll it back over to you. And uh, this is your opportunity to talk about a mental health challenge, something that you've gone through. Um, so if you can walk us through that story about what you've dealt with, or maybe you're still dealing with, as well as some of those methods that you were able to uh, implement to take action. So, uh, you know, one, and it's, it's interesting question because, and, and I'm not perfect, nobody's perfect, but I tend to have always been able to handle stress uh, very, very well. I, I can remember, I'm going to, I'm going to turn it over to little league for a minute. I remember in little league, um, you know, I'd have friends and, and, and players and obviously uh, uh, other teammates that, you know, we're kids, we're, we're young, we're less than 10 years old, we're teenagers, you're doing well, and then you strike out. And I had friends and kids that are the machoist guys, and they'd cry. And I always, I mean, they'd beat me up, so I didn't laugh at them. But uh, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But I would always think to myself, like, what are you crying for? Like, who cares? And I'm not even making a bad Tom Hanks joke. There's no crying in baseball. That's not at all what I mean. The movie wasn't even out yet. I just mean in general, like, I don't understand how you take it so seriously. It's not game seven of the World Series. I don't know where I got that from. Uh, my dad's pretty level-headed. But, like, my he always taught me don't show emotion. So, like, I was a pitcher. Uh, I wasn't very fast, but I could paint the corners. I could, I could put it wherever the catcher uh, put the target. And, you know, if I messed up, I messed up. If I gave a hit up, I gave a hit up. If I gave a home run up, I gave a home run up. But I always used to pride myself on how um, – uh, coaches would come over to me and they would, and they'd compliment me for not having emotion. Like I could give up a home run and then come back and strike out the next guy. My facial expression would never change. Like I had zero impact or it had zero impact on me. Now you say, well, why does that matter? Well, here I am as an adult and I'm very much the same. It takes a lot to rile me up like a lot, a lot. Like I don't yell. I don't scream. Uh, do my wife and I uh, bicker? Yeah, we're married. Everybody does. But the reality is I don't like I'm not a raise my voice, fight, yell, scream type of guy. I'm I'm low key, low stress, low chill. And um, uh, so when it comes to where I am, I mean, I can I can remember back to my carrier days um, where, you know, later in my carrier days, uh, maybe a few years before I was leaving uh, and I didn't know I was leaving before I decided to leave. Um, I just remember having tons of challenges with my uh, senior leadership. Um, you know, I, I the guy that that was immediately above me in the uh, pyramid or hierarchy, whatever the hell you want to call it. I, I like the term pyramid. Um, he was a tyrant, and uh, you know, I wrote an article. It'll actually be out in um, uh, uh, EBA or EBN magazine in the next couple of weeks, uh, and it's all about my uh, the tyranny I had to go through with my leadership, uh, and it was all mental health based. And it's also uh, came from an excerpt that I put in Scott McGregor's um, collective book, um, The Standing O, uh, which I was a part of. And I appreciate Scott doing that. Um, as far as stress and mental health, that's probably about as, as much as I got over my career. That pushed me to the edge, but I didn't break. Um, and I'm better for it, to be honest with you. Like, you know, I won't, I won't get into details. If anybody uh, cares, shoot me a message. I'll send you a copy of that article. Um, I, I think it's uh, pretty open and pretty honest. In fact, John, when it comes out, I hope you read it and tell me your feedback as well. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I mean, you're out there, you're on the front lines, you do a lot of public speaking, you're traveling a lot. Uh, I appreciate you saying how you are very purposeful and strategic and taking those opportunities to even include your wife on some of these trips. Um, what are some things that you currently do 
to help you stay balanced and, and to manage that stress. I mean, you, you mentioned some things there, um, but you're very busy. I know uh, you're always on the go. You always got some things going on and you've got kids, right? You're, you're involved in coaching. You're, you're incredibly busy. And a lot of the people that are going to be watching and listening to this have kids. They're, they're following that same model of being proactive in their life, but also very active in their families. What are some things that you can speak to that you've seen be successful in helping you stay mentally healthy? I think it's just, uh, I really think it's just a balancing your schedule properly and not letting, I guess, not letting the schedule own you too many times over my years, I've hired and trained thousands, literally thousands of people in sales, marketing, leadership, management, recruiting, coaching, um, back from my carrier days and the, the resounding amount of people, overwhelming amount of people that failed, uh, it's because they let their schedule own them. Um, you can't let your schedule own you, you have to own it. And, and what I mean by that is if you put something in your schedule, honor it. Um, if it's that important that, that it's in your schedule, then it needs to be honored. Uh, and I always used to tell my folks, and I still talk about it uh, to some extent these days, um, you know, you have to honor the 11th commandment. You know what the 11th commandment is? Honor thy schedule. That's the 11th commandment. And, you know, I would have so many people that uh, over the years that, you know, they'd put in their schedule um, prospecting and marketing, which basically means picking up the phone and cold calling or, uh, you know, trying to book appointments with new clients or potential clients. And I check in with them a week later and say, how'd it go? And they're like, well, I didn't get to that. What do you mean you didn't get to it? And they say, well, I have it in my schedule, but, you know, something came up. I had to do this or I had to do that. Hmm. And I say, okay, well, then it wasn't important. And they say, what do you mean? And I'd say, well, let me ask you a question. If you already paid for and had a trip booked to Disney World with you and your three kids and your wife or your husband, um, would something just come up and you don't go or would you go? No, I'd go. Okay, so business owner with 20 employees calls you the day before the trip and says the only time he can meet you is the literal time you're in the air. And you've been trying to get this 20, 20 people, 200 people, doesn't matter. You've been trying to get this appointment for years or months. What do you do? Do you cancel your whole vacation? Do you reschedule your whole trip and let your family down? And 100% of the time they say, well, no, I'm going on the trip. Okay, great. Then why is it when you put prospecting and marketing in your schedule for two hours on a Tuesday morning, why are you not honoring it? Well, you're not honoring it because it sucks. Nobody wants to do it. It's awful. Getting hung up on is terrible. It's miserable. It, it, it's demoralizing, right? right? Going to Disney World is fun. It's a different <laughs> dichotomy. Well, if you're going to put it in your schedule and it's that important to you as a person, for both your um, growth and your income, quite candidly, then you have to honor thy schedule no different than if it was a trip to Disney World. And very few people ever understood that or got it. So relating back to your question, if I put it in my schedule to go for a walk or to work out or to take my kids to soccer or to go coach softball or to um, go uh, on a date night with my wife for a concert, ain't nothing getting in the way of it. Like that's just honor your schedule. That's how I stay balanced. That's huge. You mentioned earlier, you know, you're a low stress person. You've learned that from Little League. You kind of, that's just how you're wired. You, you talked about that, referred to that. Uh, many people are not that way. They go through, you know, real challenges with stress. Right. I've had a number of uh, guests already on the this, on this show have talked about dealing with anxiety and how they handle right. anxiety, right? So uh, we have a wide range that are going to be watching and listening to this. When this is coming out, it's going to be fourth quarter, right? It's <laughs> going to be a, that tie baseball game with bases loaded and, and the balls in your hand on the mound. So 
if, from your experience, what advice would you give? Now, again, I'm, I know, and everyone understands you're not a clinician, so I'm not speaking clinically. I'm speaking from experience. You've got a lot of experience. What would you say to advisors as they're in the midst of fourth quarter, trying to manage that stress and trying to do all their work? What are some things you could say that you think would be helpful for them to manage their mental health? You know, 2020 um, really helped shed light on that question. And the reason being is um, in 2020, um, I, I was tired of being um, fat and happy. I just wanted to be happy. And the anybody in the world had one of two things happen. Most people didn't stay the same. Most people either ballooned up weight-wise um, because they had nothing better to do than sit and veg out and order food and eat. Uh, and others went on a health kick. Uh, I went on a health kick. And yet I still conducted commerce and still had an incredible 2020 and an amazing fourth quarter. I realized that with work from home and the fact that people are all used to it, um, not every call has to be a Zoom call. Uh, even though it's set up as a Zoom call, nobody hangs up and gets offended that you are taking the call while you're on the road or you're in my case in 2020 and still to this day that I'm taking the call while I'm uh, outside taking a walk or I'm on the treadmill or something like that, meaning um, you can conquer both. I don't. And, and by the way, I, I mean that with very much sincerity. I've proven it. If, if you don't believe me, try it. You're going to see it happen. Um, I've closed deals in a good way, big deals with brokers and, 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 and accounts and, and helped employees while I'm literally on a treadmill. And I pick up and I say, hey, it's been a crazy day. I had to get my walk in. Uh, so just if you hear background noise, I'm on a treadmill. I don't even apologize because I think if you apologize for something, you're telling them that you know you're wrong. I'm not wrong at all, in my opinion. Somebody listening may say I'm crazy and that's that, and, and that I'm wrong. That's their opinion. That's fine. Um, but I don't apologize for that. I just say, hey, if you hear background noise, I'm on a treadmill. Uh, let's get going. I can't wait to chat with you. And 100% of the time, they always say, oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, like nobody cares. They want you for your brain and your and your ideas and what you're going to bring to the table. The fact that you're showing up on camera uh, or not, uh, and if you're on camera, if you're in a t-shirt versus a suit and tie versus if you're clean shaved or not versus if your hair's messed up, if you're in a hat or if you're a lady and you're in a ponytail or a guy with a ponytail, not judging, um, the uh, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. And I learned that part uh, from my from our good friend Andy Neary, who when I met him. And he'll tell you the truth. I don't know if he's been on yet, but he'll tell you he um, he used to show up in a suit and tie or at least a coat and a blazer when I first or a coat and uh, a blazer and a uh, button down when I met him. And um, over the years, he, he had a profound uh, re uh, revelation where he was like, nobody cares if I'm in a suit and tie or not. What they want is my mind. Mindset matters. That's his motto. Right. Um, majorly mindset. So I really took that to heart. And, uh, and I, it's, it's, it's been just smooth sailing ever since. So, uh, you know, shameless plug for, uh, Ryan earlier and shameless plug for Andy. If you don't know Andy or Ryan, call those guys, they're incredible coaches, uh, and, uh, well worth your investment. If you want to, uh, up your game, I'm certainly glad I did over the years. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. We're going to switch, uh, topics here and I didn't give you a heads up on this, but I'm sure you'll be able to handle this. Uh oh, you, curveball. You, you could all, exactly. I'm, I'm going to throw you the curveball. So you'll look for those poles moving, right? So, um, you are also one of the founders. I, I understand of the talent champions council, right? And I need to say that it's been huge for me being a part of that organization, Scott McGregor, and just the content that comes out there. 
it has greatly helped my mental health. Uh, I can say that from a mindset standpoint. You talked about a number of points that um, were talked about in several of the books that Scott McGregor gave me when I became a member. And you introduced me to the group, and I'm not looking back. I need to be a part of that group. Um, not every networking group is necessarily a perfect fit for us, but that's a perfect fit for me. What would you say is a good reason why an advisor should consider that organization? Yeah, I mean, so um, I'm a founding member, so I, I can't take credit. I didn't help found the group. The group existed, but for the first, I don't know how many how many months, so don't quote me on this, even though it's on camera, but something like the first six to eight months, anybody that joined would always be considered a founding member just because you're your first entry, right? Uh, and that just meant you're locked in at your, your rate forever. You get some special things that, uh, that others may not get in the future. And it's fantastic. But the reality is uh, uh, I learned about the Talent Champion Council from my good friend in Texas, uh, Megan Riley, who is uh, who she was actually on Shark Tank uh, more than a decade ago. And she uh, got a deal from Mark Cuban, her and her sister for her um, franchise business, Tippy Toes. Uh, true story. Episode, uh, I think it's episode one, season two literally one of the first times Cuban ever appeared on the show. And uh, I had her on my podcast. I actually met her on Clubhouse, the audio uh, social media app that was all the rage that I haven't logged into in years now. Uh, but I met her there and uh, she said, do you know Scott McGregor? And I'm like, no. He, she's like, you got to meet him. He's fantastic. And true story, I, um, when I looked him up and I, I realized I was already connected with him and we've all probably been that, you, you're connected with somebody you didn't even realize. And I immediately thought to myself, oh my God, Scott McGregor, the Oriole pitcher or Orioles had a pitcher years ago named Scott McGregor. So I'm like, I'm in. So I set up a call with Scott McGregor. Now I kind of sort of, maybe not knew that it wasn't him, but, uh, he, you know, we had a good chat and I was sold immediately. Um, it's, uh, it's an incredible place to be for, um, uh, growing yourself personally as a human being. And, um, this guy, and the people inside it are all over the world. I think, you know, Talent Champions Council people are in almost every country at this point. Maybe that could be a stretch, but I know we're all over the world. And um, he's helped me about as much as I've helped him. He's been kind and generous and given me credit for helping get some members and help him um, um, get some speakers. In fact, I introduced him to a number of people um, that have ended up doing champion talks. And, you know, he does these once a month or once every few week talks. But um, I think the feeling is mutual. And for those that don't realize, I mean, uh, my claim to fame with Scott, which I always love messing with him on because it's a true story, the, when he was telling me how much it costs, I said, all right, well, I'm in. It was like 10 minutes. And I'm like, I'm in. Where do I go? I'll give you my credit card over the phone. And he's like, well, I'll send you the link. You can just, um, you know, register online. I'm like, okay, how much is it? And he said that it was, um, uh, what did he say? It was, uh, uh, I think he said 199 I think. Well, 199 and I said, oh, okay, so $200 a month sounds great. $2,400 a year. Um, and, I, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in. And he goes, no, 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 no. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, no, 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 Aaron, not $199 a month, just $199. And I'm like, say what? Come again? And he goes, yeah, it's for the whole year. And I said, so it's free. And he goes, well, no, it's not free. It's $199 for the year. And I'm like, okay, so it's free. I said, Scott, I, you're the, and I'm messing with him. I don't know him at this point. But I said, dude, you're the worst salesperson ever. I'm ready to give you $2,400. Uh, and you're telling me it's $199. Now, I'm joking. He's not the worst salesperson ever. He's fantastic. But 
uh, I would have paid and I would pay $199 a month for this. That's how incredible it is value-wise. Um, and uh, anybody listening, if you go to talentchampioncouncil.com, uh, you can become a member and it's $240 uh, once per year. Uh, they did raise the rate. Uh, but 240, come on, that's free. That's insane. Don't tell me you can't afford $240 a year. That's uh, what, uh, $20 a month? Come on. Uh, by the way, if you really want to, and I encourage you to, message me on LinkedIn uh, or send me an email if you want, and I will give you my discount code, which will drop it down to $199. So uh, <laughs> I'll be happy to save you $40, and Scott would be happy to help you save it as well. That's great, Eric. And I appreciate you giving us some detail there. Uh, this show is all about talking about uh, mental health challenges, talking about also solutions and ways to be better. Uh, and again, in fourth quarter, I know things are going to be incredibly busy, but finding those solutions, finding those groups to be a part of for the longevity for your life. Uh, Talent Champions Council is one that I'm, I just must be a part of. And again, they've been a big part of my mental health success and, and improvement and my trajectory. So I'm so glad you could give us some more insight there. Has Scott been who, on the show yet? Uh, no, he's on the list. I'm already booked Perfect. solid for this year, so he's on the next season. All right, so. just making sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't want to get in his woodshed. That's that's not a place to be. So what is now, most people are already connected with Eric Silverman, but if, if not, or if they'd like to see if there's a way that they can work with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, I mean, I'm not hard to find. Salespeople don't hide their information. And at the end of the day, let's call a spade a spade. I'm an entrepreneur, business owner. I'm a salesperson. It is a fact. It's not a bad thing. People should embrace that term. So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty vocal and social. Um, uh, so hit me up on LinkedIn, Eric Silverman. Uh, I'm connected with uh, connected and followers combined. So not just one or the other, but there's almost 70,000 people I'm connected with and or uh, have following me. And um, uh, I love to get to know people more and more. So LinkedIn's good. My website, voluntarydisruption.com. Uh, my podcast website, rockstarsrocking.com, spelled out exactly as it sounds, rockstarsrocking.com, where you'll see just a few weeks ago, uh, John Troutman, the one and only host of this show, was on my podcast. So I uh, appreciate you coming on still to this moment after uh, nearly 80 episodes at this moment, uh, one of the highest viewed and highest downloaded uh, shows that I've ever had is the one, the only John Troutman. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where to reach me. That's how to find me. Um, and the only other thing I'd say is, um, you know, when it comes to mental health, um, I'll be honest, I didn't think about, uh, probably like a lot of people, I'll follow my own sword. I didn't think about, or, um, or, or understand how important it is, particularly in the workplace, uh, until the last many years, uh, not the pandemic that certainly didn't, um, it certainly helped me understand more, but I'd say even a couple of years prior to that is when it really hit me. And that's, that's with living and being married to a mental health worker. Um, I just heard so many stories and seen so, so much out there. So anybody listening, if you're not already um, uh, imploring and bringing up proactively the topic of uh, mental health and an employee assistance program with your employer group clients, um, don't wait for your employer group clients to bring it to you because at that point it's too late. And you say, what do you mean? Well, it's not too late in theory, but it's too late because you're their expert. They hired you to bring them ideas and, and solutions that can help them as a business and as a, as a company and their employees. If you're waiting for them to ask you about anything, I don't care if it's pet insurance, accident insurance, disability, medical, or EAP. If they have to ask you, 
that's a problem and you're leaving yourself really exposed in the back door for another advisor, broker, consultant who quite candidly is better than you if they're knocking on their door and bringing these topics up. So be proactive, don't be reactive and, uh, and lead with EAP. That's excellent. And I really appreciate you being with us here today, Eric. I know we're, we're coming towards the end of our time, but I just so appreciate you professionally and personally. Uh, you've become a dear friend and I just am so grateful you could be with us here today. Oh man, feelings mutual, my friend. Keep rocking, brother. And before we wrap things up here, uh, friends, I want to think about these last couple bullets here that Eric spoke to. He talked about boundaries. He talked about honoring your schedule, thinking about that, especially now in fourth quarter, honoring your schedule. It's going to be there. Honor it. He also talked about no highs and lows. You know, we create those feelings, those emotions of when things are high or when they're low. Having that ability to be balanced and to see those things through, we are the ones who create the highs and the lows. So if we can have that mindset. Eric gave us that, per that perfect picture going back to Little League, and he has it to this day. It's our choice. And he also talked about being proactive. He spoke very highly of the Talent Champions Council. We get to decide our schedule and who we're going to be a part of and what organizations we're going to associate with. Choose the ones that are going to help you, not just professionally, but also when it comes to your mental health and because your mental health matters. So everyone have a great day out there. Let's make it a good one. Eric, thanks again for joining us. Thanks, guys. Keep rocking.